Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, episode 19, believe it or not, of Believe in Betting LA. We got a chock full show today. It's going to be a little bit of a quicker show. We're going to rapid fire some picks because Chris has a commitment this evening. We're recording Wednesday, Halloween Eve, October 30th, around 6 p.m. We got Game 7 of the World Series tonight. Lakers, Clippers season fully underway. Hockey season underway. We got college basketball starting here in about a week, Chris. This is the best time of the sports year. Can you feel the magic in the air? Very exciting. Um, so much to bet on. It's almost overwhelming. So much to look at. And this is when uh, gambling becomes a, a part-time job because you have to spend, you know, normally you can look uh, you can look and maybe spend 5, 10, 15 minutes looking at something. But uh, especially in my world, when I'm trying to compare prices across books, uh, this turns into, uh, I told my wife I was I would be ready in 10 minutes and now 45 minutes have passed and I'm going to get divorced if I don't, if I don't get done. <laughs> So uh, it's a, right. it's a let's move along here. So. We, don't, we don't want you to get divorced on the air, although that would be a really interesting reality <laughs> podcast show if the, if someone would be interested in, in producing that. Um, real quickly here, let's talk about the big news of the week, and that is that we are fully on the train that's moving towards paying college amateur athletes. Obviously, NCAA football came out and announced they're going to allow players uh, to profit off their likeness and their name. Of course, the state of California ruled uh, about a month ago that the, the rules are changing. And I'm not sure exactly what this means, Chris, but we do know the landscape of college athletics are, is changing rapidly. The days of dropping off briefcases full of cash are probably soon to be in the past. Uh, and you can really think that FBI probe a year, a year or so ago, Sean Miller sweating through his T-shirts uh, as really part of the, the reason that this is really going. What are your thoughts? Just give me your general thoughts about how this changes not just betting college athletics, but just changes the game as a whole. I think it was incredibly necessary. I think it's probably six to seven, eight years late. Uh, I think the NCA was wise to do this because I think they were about four or five or six years away from being dissolved from the power five conferences, basically saying, we don't need you. You know, we can do this on our own. Why are we paying you to do anything? You're basically just a lightning rod of bad publicity. Uh, I think it was fine that payer, that players got paid, you know, room and board and books and free tuition, right? I think that was fine 25 and 30 years ago when college football, college basketball was just a tens of millions of dollar engagement. Uh, and then in the past 15 years, it became hundreds of millions of dollars. And then in the past 10, right, it became a billion dollar industry. And the fact that these players, especially, you know, it's and it's not a ton, right? Like, this is there's going to probably be dozens of lawsuits in this, but if you are the you know backup point guard for ladies SMU basketball, right? Like, okay, you know what is that going to mean for them? Uh, versus it's the free market, I mean, right? Like, what would yeah. you have gotten paid as a stat capital of Division three, you know, player? I mean, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they shake this out. It really will. Yeah, to see kind of how what that all means, and there'll be lawsuits about that and debates about that. And this is obviously the first step in it. Um, I think there still will be bags of money being dropped off. It will just be done in the open, right? Um, <laughs> you know, or more in the open. I don't know. I still can't get over the fact that Cam Newton literally got a bag full of money to play college football, and because his dad was the one who picked it up, it was no big deal, and we just you know stopped talking about it. Um, you know, not not an indictment of 
of Cam Newton, obviously a very fine player. And if somebody brought me a bag of money and I was Cam Newton, I would go have my dad pick it up too. I suppose. Right. But it just goes to the hypocrisy of the whole thing and, and what a joke it was becoming. Um, the next thing the NCAA has to do here, uh, I would think before the year ends or right at the new year is get rid of uh, Mark. Is it Mark Emmert? Um, the, the head of the NCAA, that guy's got to go. Uh, and probably his top three or four lieutenants. Um, clean Mark, house, do it Mark right. Emmert, yeah. Emmert, so The NCAA yeah. is obviously based in Indianapolis. And, you know, times are changing. We're uh, How we view college athletics, amateur athletics right now, uh, will be totally different. Even two, three, four, five years from now, uh, I think a lot of the – uh, the old guard is going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be a lot different. It's going to be a lot more capitalistic. I think it's going to be good for the sport as a whole. I'm very interested to see how this affects um, powerhouse programs, blue blood programs, helmet schools, because they don't have the same advantages anymore as they once did. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, we could spend probably all night talking about this. Unfortunately, all night we do want to give out some gambling picks, as is true to our name. Believe in betting LA. Let's just give a very brief recap of last week. It was not pretty. Do, do we have to going, recap it? Can we just ignore it? <laughs> you know, I started out like, with a pretty good, pretty good start in college football. SC did not cover, but my UCLA teaser hit, and I hit my best bet, Michigan plus one. I was very confident that they would steamroll Notre Dame, which they did. And then I had a dreadful NFL Sunday. I went two and four. That leaves my overall record at 18, 22 and one. It has not been pretty here for me since that very nice week six, I believe, a couple weeks ago. You probably had your worst week today, Chris. You had an amazing stretch here. And you did not finish off October with a bang. Oh, five and one. You went last week. That still leaves you with a very sterling 23, 16 and four record. Um, you know, it's it's weird. We, we, we back these LA teams. They do poorly. We don't back the LA teams. They do well. What do we know? It's betting. All we're here to do is have some fun and hopefully profit a little bit of money. We want to entertain you. We want to give some strong handicaps, make some good picks. We're not here to make picks for you. So hopefully you're not taking our picks as gospel. Hopefully you're taking the information we're giving you and making your own picks. Let's move on. Let's talk about this week in college football. And we're already moving into November. Friday, believe it or not, is November 1st. We're talking uh, week nine, I believe, right, for the NFL season uh, and week 10 of the college football season. Let's start with college football. We have UCLA hosting Colorado. UCLA is playing some good ball here, Chris. Remember when I took over five and a half season wins and you made fun of me? In late September, they would never make that. Guess what? They are on track to actually hit the over for season total. That's why you don't give up on teams in September. UCLA is, of course, coming off of a huge win over Arizona State. I told you that ASU team does not play well on the road. UCLA, as I mentioned, a six-and-a-half point favor. I've seen them as high as seven. They are minus 232 money line. The over is a very high total of 64-and-a-half. Colorado coming off of a game they probably should have won at home last Friday against SC. SC was barely able to pull off that victory here. Give me your thoughts here. Buffs at Bruins. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, SC looked absolutely awful. Uh, that game was maddening to watch, and especially because I, I lost money on it, I wanted to <laughs> to strangle uh, the whole of the Southern Cal defense. Um, but in, in this case, it, it could, yeah, UCLA has been playing better, but I, I don't think either of these teams are very good. Um you know, they, they haven't shown me a whole lot. And, and as you said, right, at the end of the day, it comes down to we're telling you where we think you should go shopping, right? We think there's going to be a sale at this place on this day. We're not trying to necessarily pick winners or tout one thing over the other. Uh, we're giving the best advice we can. 
And well, let, let's be this, fair. We are we are trying to pick winners. Yes, we, we're we really trying. Are. We're not trying we to are. pick losers. It's just it's just a difficult sport. Yeah, it's it, it's t- especially when these in college when the teams are like schizophrenic, um, and how a team doesn't show up one week and and shows up the next and uh, can be can be confounding. Which is exactly why you bet the number right and not the team. You try to avoid things like that. Um, and I took a couple half point losses right on the chin last week, but that's. That's the name of the game. So uh, this week for me, I think it's going to be a ugly game, I think. But um, when I was shopping some prices, uh, this is the first time I think I saw this. Uh, UCLA's team total. So the first half UCLA team total over 17 half at minus 106. If you can beat that price, I think you're going to get a pretty good bet. Okay. All right. So you like UCLA to score some points here. Um, yeah. I mean, the Colorado – Probably picked their best game of the year. That was uh, could have been a huge win. They've actually never beaten the Trojans in the history of the entire school. Uh, so that would have been, obviously, what would have made their season a very hot start for Colorado. Mel Tucker, they got, of course, that win against Nebraska. It looked like they were going to be competitive this year. They have not been competitive so far um, moving forward since that point. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Bruins again. You know, obviously, uh, they're playing well. They have back-to-back covers here. They are, as you mentioned, very <laughs> Back-to-back covers. Hot and, 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 you know, I, I do think they're a better team at home. Uh, and I do think this Colorado team coming off of a very dating loss, a very big game for them. Clearly, that was the game of the season for them. National TV, the, the stadium was full. And, you know, th- that was a huge game for them. I think this is a letdown spot for for Colorado to come across, uh, not across the country, but to travel on the road to take on UCLA, who's got, I think they got their swagger back. They're scoring. Their defense is still not incredible, but they're actually putting together drives now that they weren't able to do before. I got Bruins at six and a half here. Take that before it gets to a touchdown. I do not love this. I'm just going to go ahead and lean Bruins minus six. Let's flip it over to the other side of town here where we talk about those Trojans. And this is a absolute do or die game for Clay Helton. This is the type of game in the past that they typically win. When number nine, Utah, came to the Coliseum in late September, they got that win despite an injury to their quarterback in the first play of the game. Oregon, I think, is a flawed team for how talented they're perceived to be. They are very, very strong defensively, but they got whipped by Washington. They have a top-five quarterback pick on leading their offense, but I don't think their offense is always as good as it typically has been. That being said, that is fully reflected in the price here. I'm very surprised to see SC only favored by 3.5, 4, 4.5. We're seeing it in that range here. So this is an interesting game here. This is the type of game that USC comes out and typically plays very, very well. This is also the type of game that I feel like Oregon typically struggles in. This is a difficult handicap. Give me your thoughts on this one, Chris. I think you're exactly right. This screams to me of the the bookies wanted you wanting you to put money down on Oregon, which makes me think that they know something that we don't, right? Um, but <laughs> regrettably, uh, that's what I've seen as far as the best price so far today, right? So shop around on on this and maybe maybe as you get much closer to game time. But I've got Oregon minus three in the first half at even money. Uh, my hope is that they can at least show up at the beginning of the game. I think they are the better team, but uh, Helton's playing for his job as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's going to have to win this game. He's going to have to to win the Pac-12 somehow, some way, because that new AD is not going to keep him around. Uh, and that was an ugly game against Colorado. So uh, I assume he'll pull out all the stops in this game. Uh, if you find SC at a good price, take it. But right now the best I'm seeing is Oregon first half minus three. Okay. 
that's interesting. And, you know, there's no doubt in my mind here that Oregon is the better team. Uh, but typically, Oregon's more talented than the teams they played. I think that includes that Auburn team yep. that they lost to in the opener. They've been the more talented team in just about every game that they played, uh, really every game this season. That's not going to be the case here with SC. Obviously, SC, uh, for for all of its flaws over the last several years, has still recruited at a very high level. They have tremendous athletes. So I'm going to go ahead and take a teaser here. I'm going to take SC plus 10.5. If you can get it at the 10.5, I like it. And I'm going to take the under 68. I think this is going to be a bit of a slugfest at some point in this game. Not for the whole game. We're going to see some fireworks. But I don't think we're going to see scoring throughout all four quarters. I think we're going to see one quarter uh, that that ends up being sloppy and a slugfest. So I'm going to go ahead and take SC only if you get it at plus 10.5 and, and if you can get it at under 68. All right. We're moving on. Best bets college. What's yours, Chris? My best bet college. Just went a little bit out there, but but a normal bet this time. BYU, first half money line, plus 131. Uh, that's a few points better than I've seen it anywhere else I was looking today. It was more in the 123, 124, 125 range. So if you could get like a BYU first half money line, plus 135, take it. All right, awesome. And again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 19, Believe it or not, Chris. This is the last one in the teens week number 10, a college football week number 9 of the NFL. And didn't even really introduce us here. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. Of course, joined as always by Chris Luer. We were just so excited to dive in and talk about how poorly <laughs> we, we handicapped last week and, of course, talking about uh, the, the updates in the NCAA. You can, of course, find us in all the other great, great excuse me, Believe podcasts at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-B.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. Chris is at Lumandingo Rock. You can throw stones at him digitally if you took his picks and lost money last week. And Stack Capital is at Stack Cap. You can find this podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. If you click subscribe, you don't even really have to listen to it. Just subscribe. Just subscribe. That, that, that does us a lot of good. And if you do like this podcast, uh, a five-star rating goes a long way to sharing it with others. And let's move on to talk about the NFL, I should probably give you my college best bet here, uh, which actually won last week. It was one of my two wins. Last week I took Michigan. This week I'm going to stay here, and no surprise, in the Big Ten. And I'm going to go ahead and take Illinois over Rutgers. There's a couple reasons I like this. Number one, Illinois with back-to-back really nice wins. Of course, they defeated in embarrassing fashion my Badgers a couple weeks ago. I thought last week would be a huge letdown spot for them going on the road to take on a, a what I think is a talented Purdue team. They have not been good this season. I thought that was a letdown game. It wasn't. They crushed Purdue. Guess what? Rutgers coming off of only their second win of the season since they beat UMass August 30th. They beat Liberty last week. They were a seven-and-a-half-point dog. They found a way to win that game. Now they're traveling to Illinois to take on a team that's playing very well, that's finally kind of turned the corner over head coach Lovey Smith. I'm going to go ahead. I'm taking Illinois here, the fighting Illini, minus 10 hosting Rutgers. Rutgers is potentially the worst Power 5 team in all of college football. So go ahead and take that number. It's probably the lowest we're going to see on the road for them the remainder of this season. Let's move on. Let's talk about NFL. But first, I want to give a quick plug again to our friends at the LA Football Network. Of course, it's a Believe Podcast, uh, a Believe Podcast Network podcast. They have a website. They cover in great detail all of LA's football teams, including college, uh, semi-pro even, and the NFL as well. They do a great job over there. Give them a shout out. We're on their their network. Uh, we're on their website as well. That's lafbnetwork.com. 
We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the NFL. Of course, the Rams are on a bye coming off of that victory uh, over the Bengals last week in London. They did have a much-deserved week off. They're playing some good football right now. Let's talk about the Chargers. A week after, Chris, probably the worst loss I can possibly imagine when they took on the Tennessee Titans. They go into Soldier Field. They knock off your Chicago Bears. It was very similar, eerily similar uh, to how we had it. Uh, really in that playoff game last year. I was actually rooting for the kicker to make that field goal. Would have hit my teaser. Would have pushed the over 34 and a half. And I still had Chargers plus 10. This win actually keeps the Chargers alive, though, for a wild card spot. This week, the Chargers, of course, they're taking on, if I can find my notes here, they're hosting the Packers, the surging Green Bay Packers. Believe it or not, this is only a three-point spread. This is coming from, where's our favorite part, Chris? Uh, discount rate financial field. Dignity <laughs> Sports Park, and I have to say it in that voice with that connotation because it's just that great. Packers, Chargers. Packers are three-point favorites, 175 money line for the Packers. We have a 47 over under here. Give me your thoughts here on the only L.A. football NFL game of the week. I'm glad they beat the Bears. They deserve it. Matt Nagy is going to get burned at the stake in the city. Um you do not go in Chicago and start like trying to rally the troops around. Nobody understands us, and, and we're doing fine, and Mitch Trubisky's fine. Uh, that's a surefire way to get lynched in that city. So uh, I do believe Matt Nagy is going to find his way to get fired. Um, sidebar, I think the Packers are due for a letdown. I think they're going on the road. I think Aaron's going to be doing some commercials. I think Aaron's going to be partying. I think Aaron's going to be out late. But mostly I think that the Chargers money line at plus 160 is the best price I've seen of anything that we've been speaking about today. So in classic capital fashion, fashion, we will be, you know, one of probably six people in the U.S. who are, who are betting the Chargers money line. Yeah, this is a weird game. And, you know, the Chargers really are the NFL version of UCLA football because every time you think you have them figure out, you, you don't. Because when you think they're going to play really well, they don't. They're very injured still. They're getting people back, but they're not quite playing well i believe they just fired they did right they fired ken wisenhunt the offensive yep. coordinator yep. um so who knows how that's going to change the offense uh, but you know the packers are rolling right now they're one of the best teams in the nfl their defense is playing really well aaron Rodgers is back playing at an elite level here but they're you know they're going across the country they're taking on a challenging team there's again this is a fishy line this is a weird looking line you would expect the packers to be favored by significantly more than three points. You expect their money line to be much richer than minus 175 here. So if I had to pick a side here, I would go ahead and lean the Packers. I think they find a way to get it done. I do like Charter's money line. I think the value is there if you think they have a chance to win. But I'm going to go ahead and just stick to the brand. And I'm going to take under 47 in this game here. The Chargers are coming off of a very nice defensive performance against the Bears, although uh, you and I could probably play defense against Mitch Trubisky and look pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah, uh, 47 seems about right here. I think this is going to be more like a 20 to 17 type of game here. So that gives us a little bit of margin for error. I'm going to go ahead and take the under here, 47. And that leads us to our best bets here, Chris. What is your NFL best bet? I'm putting on my Joe Public hat, getting very excited for this. Did you know, Sam, did you know that the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, give up the most catches to the tight end in the NFL this year. I think anyone who plays fantasy football knows that. It's the most extreme <laughs> position in all fantasy football. <laughs> and, did you, and did you also know that George Kittle of the 49ers is fourth uh, among tight ends in receptions? Yeah, yeah. I did, I did know that as well. I bet you did know that, actually. I'm telling you things you already know. Anyway, uh, George Kittle over 0 0.5 touchdown receptions plus 124 is my NFL best bet. I actually think that'll probably creep up to closer to Sunday. Um, so that'll be a tasty price when, when George goes dancing in the end zone. 
Yeah, and you look, Kittle's had a, a relatively disappointing season. He's actually had three touchdowns taken away by penalties, though, so I'd be very careful, uh, you know, betting with that. Oh, oh my, that'll be, that would be classic to, to watch him get it, and then there, there'd be a holding across the other side of the field. Right, and right. Yeah. Look, Kittle, Kittle's absolutely due for it, so, uh, and, and look, you're looking at the matchup, so that's all you can really ask for. Uh, my best bet here, it, it seems almost like fool's gold here. I looked at the lines, I refreshed the page, and I saw that the New England Patriots, the undefeated New England Patriots, are only three-and-a-half-point favorites. It is on the road. It's at Baltimore. It is prime time. I love Lamar Jackson. I have him as a fantasy quarterback in many leagues. This Baltimore defense is nowhere near the same defense we've gotten to know over the last few years. This Patriots defense is significantly better than we usually see yeah. them. They are such a complete team. They're very well coached. Do you, do you actually think Lamar Jackson's going to get 100 yards rushing for the third straight game? You don't think Bill Belichick's going to say, thank you very much, we're taking that away, beat us through the air. This is just the kind of matchup that you just slam New England. And if Baltimore happens to cover that or win the game, you tip your cap. you playing the odds here. We can only bet on what we know, and what we know is that Bill Belichick is a generational coach. Tom Brady is a generational quarterback. This defense is a generational defense. Why are they only favored by three and a half points? What am I missing? Talk me out of this, Chris. They're they're begging you. They're begging you to bet on the Ravens. That's what they want you to do because it's just not it's just not enough. It's almost like Bill Belichick called a favor into the books and said, "Please bring this line down so I can motivate my players." They're finally starting to play some more challenging teams, but I think they absolutely go out there and just dominate this game. So I'm taking Patriots minus three and a half very confidently. You can also, I think, take the under in this game, 45 and a half. I think this is going to be a sloppy game. Bill Belichick does this really well. He takes away what you do best, and he makes you beat you in the way you're least comfortable. The Ravens are just not capable of doing that against New England, especially if it's going to be this low of a line. So go ahead and take that confidently. That was it for this episode. I know you got a skedaddle here. Chris, any final thoughts? Week 9 NFL, Week 10 college football. Happy Halloween to everyone. We're on Halloween Eve. Give me your final thoughts here, Chris. Get in your uh, your last pumpkin spice. I'm a firm believer that the pumpkin spice needs to go away once that calendar turns to November. You know, the peppermint stuff starts showing up then next and that, next week. Well, and it's getting it's getting worse. So I I don't remember ever seeing Christmas things up in, until you know mid you know maybe second we're week just, November. But old, I've seen man, you know. yeah I'm seeing trees. I'm seeing wreaths. Uh, and as it's soon as I go, it's an Instagram world <laughs> that uh, we're living in. <laughs> just just brutal. I mean, can everybody just have? Can we just have? Christmas be Christmas and Thanksgiving be Thanksgiving and Halloween be Halloween, if you please. But, um, yep, sorry about the abbreviated version, everybody. My social life will inevitably diminish here shortly, and we can we can spend a little more time together. <laughs> well, it is the time of the year where we get to start getting excited. And I'm a huge college basketball better, so we're going to start talking about that a little bit further. We'll maybe uh, get into some NBA as well. A lot of fun things going on here for Stag Capital, for the Believe Podcast Network, for the LA Football Network, for Chris Lewart. I'm Sam Maxwell. This is episode 19 of Believe in Betting LA. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.